Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. Welcome to Beer Nuts, a weekly excursion into the world of craft beer. Brought to you by MichiganBeerGuide.com. And now, here are the Beer Nuts. Welcome to Beer Nuts number 23. I am Chris, with me as always, JR from MichiganBeerGuide.com. JR in the house. Uncle Pete. Hey, everybody. Doug out. Hello. Hello. This, this will be an interesting episode. Four of us are all in separate locations. I'm still. Oh, not true. There's two of us together. Oh, that's right. Uncle Pete and uh, JR are together. But I'm in Queens. Doug, you just got back from Wisconsin. Yep. What do we do today, JR? We're doing fruit beers? We're doing fruit beers. And one of the reasons was because Doug out did go to Wisconsin. And one of our prized breweries in Wisconsin is New Glarus Brewing. And they are famous for some of their fruit beers that they make in a 750 milliliter big bottle. They're, they're absolutely delicious, and anybody that's ever heard of this brewery or tried them reveres them. So when we were trying to decide what to do, we're like, well, Doug's coming back from Wisconsin. We know he can get these. We'll just drink those. Fortunately, I've had a stash of those, which are depleting rapidly. I might have to get Doug out to pick more up. But So I am going to drink uh, the Wisconsin Belgian Red Style. It's a cherry beer. And then Doug out's going to tell us what he thinks about the raspberry tart. And now, then we have some other fruit beers to go with. Now, maybe restating something here, but uh, only available in Wisconsin? New Glarus. Only in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Ah. And as Dugout will tell you, I'm sure you can find it almost everywhere in Wisconsin, even at gas stations. Really? National beer of Wisconsin if Wisconsin was a nation. Now, when I was looking up some, uh, doing some research for this show, um, New Glarus made it into New York. And there was some controversy. This isn't a fruit beer, but there's something about Spotted Cow. It's like outlawed in New York. What, what would there's be the no, reason? There's no legitimate distribution outside of Wisconsin. So if there wasn't in a store, it was bootlegged in, which is a Well, legal, no, yeah. not, you know, back up here a little bit. These guys have been around a long time. Uh, back in the 90s, they did have uh, somewhat um, uh, national distribution. In many states, I'm sure that New York was probably one of them. Illinois was one of them. Um, they were uh, they were everywhere in Illinois. And uh, at the end of the '90s, there was sort of a uh, the original craft beer shakeout, so to speak, where a lot of breweries kind of withdrew from markets. They weren't making money. Uh, big boys were coming in with lots of dollars and crushing the market. Uh, so they ended up pulling out of all states and just deciding to do their business model as Wisconsin only. Oh, interesting. Okay. The thing I did read about that, that spotted cow ale was something about New York doesn't allow like uh, non-pasteurized beers or something like that. It- yeah. Oh, that's very possible, yeah. They don't, they don't pasteurize <laughs> their products. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, just the things that I that were reading about New Glarus in, in New York was that yeah it, it's 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 illegal here for some reason and it has to do with the the, the not pasteurizing which is funny because bells do they, when i started drinking bells they weren't known for pasteurizing their but do they do do they do that now or because I, I bells is all over the east coast i, I mean that's a good question i i I don't have an f- automatic answer off the tip of my tongue. I almost want to mm-hmm. say no, that it's not pasteurized, but I couldn't say that for certain. But anyways, we're getting off track here. New Glarus. All right, well, uh, we skipped our quote of the week, so I'm going to quick do that, and then we'll get right into some beer. 
I'll make it a short one today. It's one that uh, I was always preached because years and years in the alcohol business, this applies to me as well as the original quote from Winston Churchill is, always remember that I have taken more out of alcohol than alcohol has taken out of me. Amen. I love Winston Churchill. And I have and after my own heart. I have taken more out of alcohol than alcohol has taken out of me because I've made a living off of it for about 30 years. So, now that we've got the quote of the week, let's drink some beer, Uncle Pete. Sounds Correct good. That, uh, New Belgian cherry, or not New Belgian. It is Wisconsin Belgian red style, Wisconsin ale brewed with cherries. Uh, Uncle Pete and I got a head start on this one, so we've already been drinking it. It's fabulous. As I always like to do, I'm going to read from the bottle. You hold the marriage of wine and beer. Belgian red is a tapestry of flavor. This ale is brewed with whole Montmorency cherries. Wisconsin formed wheat and Belgian roasted barleys. Balanced by hops, we aged in our brewery one full year and then aged in oak vats. Over a pound of Door County cherries in every bottle makes the sale uniquely Wisconsin. So unique, in fact, that we applied for a patent. Expect this ale to be ruby red with a medium body that is highly carbonated and intense, with cherry flavor and bouquet. Serve your friends Belgian red in a brandy snifter or champagne flute and toast life with ale from the land of Wisconsin. So, Uncle Pete, why don't you describe what you're tasting? Well, you hit a lot of the characteristics in that reading right off the label. Uh, the first thing I noticed definitely was the bouquet. It's certainly a cherry. It comes right off onto your nose, and uh, it's pleasant. I could handle smelling that all day. So the, the uh, color is more on the red side, highly carbonated, very intense on the flavor, matches the bouquet. If you love cherries, this is a great beer to try. It would certainly pair well with all kinds of food. It'd be a great beer to pair with dinner. It's, it's light, it's flavorful. Hope you can get some. Yeah, I got a question for you guys. Do you find that uh, cherry beers tend to taste better the closer they get to room temperature? Because I recently bought a cherry stout, and when I had it cold, I did not like it. But when it sat and got warmer, I liked it more. It seemed like two different beers. I would say that's more because it's a stout than that it's a cherry. Okay. I think this particular beer we're drinking, it's highly effervescent, and it's fine to be cold. Mm Mm-hmm. You still get a little bit of more flavor when it's maybe not quite room temperature, maybe about 55 degrees, probably the optimal, but mm-hmm. this is fine to drink cold, but something like a, a thicker beer or a stout, oftentimes, uh, like even any, a lot of your barrel age stuff, it's better just to let it warm almost to room temperature and all the flavors come out better. Like if you have any things with vanilla and, and you know, uh, bourbon barrel age beers. Mm-hmm. And particularly higher ABV stouts and darker stuff. Belgian dark strong ales. Good to know. Now this says that it's lagered in oak tanks, but I mean, maybe I'm getting a little faint uh, woodiness at the at the very end, but I don't get anything that's overpowering by any means. And this has a, it's got a lot of carb, it's got healthy carbonation, but it's small. It's the tiny bubbles, like champagne bubbles. It's not your big bubbles like you have in a lager. So when you look at it, you don't see a big, thick, white head like you would on a lot of beers. It's, uh, But if you look closely into the beer, you can see those little tiny bubbles. But it's a delicious. It's a, just a, a little bit of sweetness, a little bit of tartness, just perfectly balanced between the two. Not too tart, not too sweet. And it's a Really, uh, anytime you ever bring this to a party or to a bottle share, it's always uh, well received by everyone. 
I had a while there that uh, I thought I had gout at my feet. It turns out I, I didn't. But while I thought I did, I was drinking cherry juice mixed with club soda. And uh, this flavor comes really close to that Montmorency cherry concentrated juice I was drinking. And they say if you have gout, you shouldn't drink beer because it's it, it agitates it. So I suppose you could meet in the middle. If you've got gout, drink this cherry beer. <laughs> <laughs> Everything will be okay. Balance it out, right? That's right. I got logic. Spock logic. Well, it's a good one. And uh, Doug Out has had it. So even though he's not tasting, I'm sure he can comment on how he feels about it. And then uh, cert- certain he's ready to start with his raspberry tart. Well, sure. I can give a comment on the cherry. I just, um, I had a bottle last week. Uh, didn't realize we were doing this show and just happy to drink the whole bottle because uh, nobody else in the house wanted anything that was that tart. But that's my personal preference is tart cherries. And I enjoy that beer a whole bunch. It's got sort of reminds me of a brown ale in a way, Belgian style, like very similar to say um, like an Ode Bruin type of style, which we've reviewed uh, on the show before. Coonan uh, makes an Ode Bruin, uh, but a little more on the fresh fruit side, almost like a cherry pie in a bottle. Yep, good, good uh, example. I, I also like the strawberry rhubarb, if anybody's ever had that. That's really a nice uh, new Glarus beer. Sadly, I believe they discontinued that. Yeah, I don't think it's out anymore, but we were lucky enough to taste it. I don't know, it's about a year ago for me. Well, we, rhubarb. why don't we concentrate on making a batch this year? I've got a rhubarb batch and a strawberry patch. So, Do you? Yes. Nice. That will be a... Uh, Sounds like a plan. With the Beer Nuts episode. Brew day at Doug's strawberry and rhubarb patch. There we go. Well, I'm sitting here with a big old bottle of New Glarus as well. New Glarus is a a small little town just outside of Madison, Wisconsin. Really beautiful area. Absolutely stunning. As I mentioned in earlier comments, these guys have been around a long time. They're not newbies. I don't know their exact date of when they started, but I can remember these guys in the 90s just doing some great beers, very similar styles. The one I have here is Raspberry Tart. I'll do the same and just read the side of the bottle. Treat yourself to delight. The voluminous raspberry bouquet will greet your nose before your lips. Touch the glass. Serve this Wisconsin Frambois, and Frambois is uh, French for raspberry, I believe. Very cold in a champagne flute. Then hold your glass to light and enjoy the jewel-like sparkle of very special ale. Oregon proudly shares their harvest of uh, mouth-watering berries, which we ferment spontaneously in large oak vats. Then we employ Wisconsin farmed wheat and year-old Hallertau hops to round out this extravaganza flavor. Sorry, I had to stumble through that, and uh, I'm sure we lost a few listeners at this point. But um, that print was small, man. <laughs> Not it's all have a, it's all have a drink. <laughs> so, here, here. All right, I'm on about my third little mini glass of this guy, just because... I had to do something while you guys were talking about another beer. Now, pour it off. They're absolutely right. The uh, aroma of raspberries just hits you on the side of the face. Uh, if you don't like raspberries, you're obviously not going to like a beer like this because it is raspberries over the top. It is tart. I'm not getting much bubble in this. I didn't have much pop, so maybe I just got kind of something that may have been sitting around a while and the uh, carbonation has sort of fallen off. But it in no way detracts from the flavor of it. It's, it's huge. It's like a big handful of raspberries that you just picked out of the garden. 
hard. And it is very tart. It's very acidic. A lot of beers from New Glarus have a high acidity just due to the types of fruit they use. You know, for myself, I mean, I can only take so much acid in a beer. So I, this isn't a session beer for me. I can have a glass or two of it and I'm fine. But uh, acid sort of builds up over time and just kind of turns me off and away from, from drinking this beer. But I'd say definitely eat, you know, if you got a piece of chocolate cake, makes great dessert beer. But overall, I mean, it's just incredible flavor. Every time I get it bottled, I know what to expect. It's the quality is high. Uh, it's consistent. You know, one bottle after the next bottle, they all taste great, but they all taste really, really the same. Um, Boy, I wish I was there to help you drink that bottle, dude. Too, yeah, I, I got about a half a bottle. I don't know. I'm going to have to move on because I do have another Nuclearis fruit beer here. I'm jealous. Um, I did, but I'm going to sit on that. What do you guys got up next? Before you leave that, I, I did find out that they started in uh, 1993, man and his wife, Dan and Deborah Carey. Before he got into starting the Nuclearis Brewing, he was a production supervisor for one of the big mass producers. Well, they've definitely got a good thing going. I mean, you walk into any liquor store in Wisconsin, the presence is there. And they are they are very beloved as a brewery in Wisconsin. You have another New Glarus beer. Maybe you should keep it rolling. All right. Well, I got my other New Glarus here. just popped it open. This one is New Glarus Apple Ale. I can't read the side of the bottle. <laughs> I'll read it for you. <laughs> I think it so, says, uh, it's always flattering when less imaginative competitors copy our beers, packaging or marketing. Uh, it's a thumbprint beer. And Apple Ale is uh, a brown ale. It says, Apple Ale sings with the fresh, crisp taste of Wisconsin apples. Our brewmaster begins with brown ale base, employing Wisconsin farmed barley and a blend of apple varieties grown in Door County. Our apple-growing friends squeeze them especially for this group. This ale to pour a beautiful copper color, the fresh bouquet of apple will rise to meet you even before the glass touches your lips. So be sure to sip slowly, enjoy the fruits of Wisconsin harvest. Well, okay, this um, the aroma on this is apples, like just fresh apples, like you just coat, cut open an apple. It's, it's a beautiful smell. The uh, appearance, it, it's sort of a, uh, a murky gold color. I wouldn't call it really amber. It's it's still more of an old, a golden color. So I'm surprised by the brown ale base because it doesn't come off appearance-wise as a brown ale. And the first sip you get off of it is just kind of like biting into a crisp apple. It's not sweet like an apple pie. It's got a tartness to it, but not as tart as the previous beer, the raspberry tart. It doesn't have any kind of, you know, when you have a pumpkin beer, basically tastes, doesn't even taste like pumpkin. It tastes like the spice that's included. And I found that with a lot of these apple beers. It just really is sort of spice, but this is not. I mean, you get the full fruit flavor of the apple in this. But, you know, it's, it's sort of, it's complex because, you know, you would almost think, okay, apple cider, but it's not coming off as a cider it's coming off directly as a beer and i'm guessing this is nothing like the new trend in the last couple years has been you know these apple ales a lot of hard ciders i'm guessing nothing like any of these things absolutely not i mean this is really like eating a whole bunch of apples and 
just apples, no sugar, no spice, just eating an apple. That's really what this tastes like. Sounds delicious. Sure yeah, is. I wish you guys were around to try this, man. I, I <laughs> well, me too. But we always know, I mean, like you said, you never have to worry about buying one of their brands because their beers are always a winner. Well, sure. And and they've been doing this a very long time. They've got a, a really good uh, fan base built up and they don't disappoint. Even though, hey, my raspberry tart didn't have the amount of bubbles I'm sure that it was designed to have, but still that flavor was just top notch. All right. Any more comments on New Glarus before we move on to some other things? I look forward to trying them. <laughs> well, fortunately, <laughs> with uh, dugout makes regular trips out there, so uh, yeah, we'll be able no problem to bringing some stuff, some more stuff back. I mean, you know, girlfriend's never been to Chicago. Could make a trip out there and drive a couple hours up to Milwaukee. You never know. Do the Illinois thing and get up to Kenosha and go stop at the Brat Stop, the Mars Cheese Castle, and Woodman's. Get get your cheese fix, your beer fix, and come right back to Chicago. Do it. It's delicious. It's it's less than a ninety minute drive. Really? Yep. Good to know. My wife had a convention to attend for an organization she's involved with in Escanaba up in the Upper Peninsula. And when I found out it was like forty miles from the state line with Wisconsin, I was determined to go over the line and find this stuff and sure enough i did and it was only another 70 miles to green bay i was going to go see lambeau field i had my two kids with me and but that was 70 miles both ways so that was another 140 miles so i crossed the border found a beer store got my new Glarus fruit beers 400 dollars later i was back in escanaba <laughs> now do they make other types oh of beers, yeah they have all they- kinds they have yeah. all- but fruit beer is just a small segment. But like the spotted cow, fruit beers. Stuff. Yeah, they make other styles, IPAs, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. The uh, spotted cow isn't that a cream ale? That's a cream ale. It's uh, brewed with corn, so very much like a typical lawnmower beer. But a lot of people in Wisconsin embrace that flavor of beer. I mean, low hops, high malt. When you hit a lot of brew pubs in Wisconsin, you'll find a lot of like specifically German styles of beer. It's uh, you will come across your IPAs, but it's not. It's just different. I, I enjoy trying a lot of Wisconsin beers, and the German influence is certainly there with the beer making. And even on the craft side, yeah, they got a cranberry. They got a cranberry uh, ale too. That's supposed to be pretty good. So I'm guessing they're they're known for their fruit beers. That's what put them on the map, so to speak. It, it did Is that for a fair me. Statement? I mean, I I'm not a fan of the uh, spotted cow. I know people just clamor over it. It's just really not my style of beer. But mm-hmm. the fruit beers. I've always had great experiences with, especially the cherry. I think this apple falls right in the category, and uh, the raspberry as well. They're all done really well. Okay, well, we're going to leave Wisconsin, as difficult as that is to do. And we're going to head to New England. We have a beer from New Hampshire here. This is called White Birch Brewing. Folks at New Hampshire, it's a blueberry Berliner Weiss. I've been there. Malt beverage brewed with fruit puree. It is 5.5% alcohol by volume. It says our ales are unfiltered, unpasteurized, and traditionally made best served at 50 to 55 in your favorite glass. So without further ado, Uncle Pete and I are going to crack this. It's a Berliner Weiss, so it's probably going to be a little bit sour. I'm pouring it out. It's very carbonated, like tiny bubbles. It's a somewhat cloudy, hazy, yellow to pale. What's the, what are you getting on that aroma? Blueberries, Definitely. So, yep, you get a little bit of sour tartness. Blueberries there, but it's like that background kind of. It's not a uh, jumping out at you blueberry. Light and refreshing. Yeah, the head went away very quickly. I mean, it fizzed up and then it's gone. 
but there's a lot of little bubbles in there. When I first poured it, there was loads of bubbles. They're still coming from the bottom, but it's dissipating rapidly, the carbonation. The Winterweiss is a, obviously a, a German style. It's a traditionally a lighter, a lower alcohol style of beer. That is a... Uh, let's see, I'm gonna read from the can here. On July 27, 2013, we tapped a cask of our summer seasonal Berliner Weiss aged on blueberries at the Brewers Festival we hosted. Word traveled quickly around the fest about how great the blueberry cask-conditioned Berliner Weiss had turned out. Soon the tent was filled with happy festgoers holding glasses of our beer. With this special release, we look to recreate that experience for you. We've taken our sour German-style wheat ale and fermented it on blueberry puree or twist on this unique ale. So there you have it. White Birch Brewing, Books at New Hampshire. It's refreshing. I like it. It's a nice, light, uh, light summer type of beer. I could drink a bunch of these. Yep, yes. It's uh, not filling. You know, the winter whites are sour, but they're not, you know, blowing you away uh, strong flavor. So it's not a... Uh, if you're not into sours, you can still uh, you can still enjoy this. I think it's just a little tart, so it'd be good uh, starter type sour. And it's a it's a thirst quenching, uh, refreshing beer, here, wheat beer. White birch. What's it? White birch brewery is an apt name. For coming out of that part of New Hampshire, yeah, you're, familiar, New you're familiar with it. You sound familiar with it. Yeah, I, at, before I was in New York for work, I was up in New England. Hooks, it's like halfway between Concord and Manchester. I'm sorry, Manchester, as they they say up there. New Hampshire was one of the. If, if I had to pick a state, New England to move to, I would move to New Hampshire. Oh well, I'm looking on their website. It says Growlers this weekend: Berliner Weiss, Raspberry Berliner Weiss, Double IPA, and Nix NYX. I don't know what that is. So apparently this must be their specialty, the Berliner Weisses. And it's a very, very good one. Sorry that we uh, aren't all able to enjoy this, because I think you guys would like it. And uh, Chris, it would be really good for you. As somebody who might be a little bit intimidated by sours, this would be a really good starter sour. It wouldn't blow you out of the water and give you a negative impression of sours. Well, I had a, I had a couple sips of a, of a sour at Brew Day, and wasn't as... Uh well, maybe it's because it was near the end, but it, you know, I, I, I enjoyed it. I didn't think it, you know, I didn't uh, want to spit it out or anything like that. Definitely finished my glass. Well, that's how I approached sours a couple of years ago. I couldn't stand, wouldn't go near any. Mm-hmm. But uh, I started keeping an open mind, and I now uh, make it a point to try everything that's offered to me and develop my palate slowly and surely. I'm coming around. I've actually had a, some shares, some really good ones from Cascade and the Pacific Northwest. I guess they're up in Oregon. You know, their sours are world class. They're like about 30 bucks a bottle, so they're a bit pricey. But those are kind of were the first sours that really woke me up like, yeah, I can really enjoy these. These are beers that I can, to the point where I would want to buy a bottle of it and share it with other people. So it's one of those things that you got you, you to gotta branch out and you got to be open to it. And if, if you try enough, you'll find one you enjoy. I was just looking up a little info on Berliner Weiss as far as this beer style, also known as Ein Rotz or a red one or Ein Grunz, a green one, and Mit Schuss, which says, with a shot of sweet syrup. Berliner Weiss is a sour, tart, fruity, highly effervescent, spritzy, and refreshing ale. Holds only a fraction of the percent of the market in Germany, but it's popular especially around Berlin on hot summer days. Low in alcohol, 
usually taken with a shot or what is called a schuss of raspberry syrup or other flavored syrup cut the brewed tartness. By law, Berliner Weiss may only be brewed only in the German capital because similar to the Kolsch ales of Cologne and the Trappist ales of Belgium, the name enjoys the legal protection of an appellation de origin controlli. That's also called the People's Champagne. Mm. Very low ABV. What does it say, JR? Does it say on the this can? This is five and a half. This is kind of high. Oh, it's kind of high. Rates. Yeah, most most Berliners are, are really in that three to yeah, 3%. even less range. Very yeah. low. It's interesting that it's um, what you just read there about only being brewed at the source, so to speak. But it, it's becoming a very popular style in the craft brew world. Yes. And I had also heard about the syrup that it's traditionally been served with because not many people do that. But I always wanted to try one with the syrup traditional way it's done. So hopefully at some point I'll get to do that. says Berliner Weiss should be served in a wide-rimmed bowl-shaped chalice, about twice the size of a bottle. The bottle is usually one of those uh, squat, I don't know how to describe that bottle. It's like those Belgian bottles that are kind of short, stubby. The workers' sparkling wine. I find it humorous that this beer is suggested to be served in a chalice. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a first, at least that I've heard of. can be stored, actually. It says you can store it in a cool, dark place for up to five years, serve it at a temperature of 45 to 50 degrees. Well, the fact that I, I have a price tag on here from the lager mill in Frankenmuth means that they do distribute in Michigan. So the good news for that is we'll be able to find this again, hopefully. I'd imagine we can find all kinds of Berliner Weisses up in Frankenmuth. Well, yeah, let's make it a point to do that. I say that just seems like a, a no-brainer beer nuts road trip is <laughs> to go up to Frankenmuth. <laughs> I'm in. Could even bring the family. We don't have to stop at Bronner's. So we send the ladies. Very in is the chicken. The ladies, chicken. you go to Bronner's. We'll go drink beer. Yeah, I'm all. I'm, I'm with you there. Yeah, I, you know, I'm, we go all the time, and we go to that uh, very end for the chicken, and I never get to go to the brewery. But we'll change that if we all go up there. Uh, well, Chris, uh, would you like to go to yours next, or should we move on to our other blueberry beer? Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll go to mine. We're heading down the coast. We're heading to South Carolina here. I have from Westbrook Brewing Company their fifth anniversary chocolate raspberry imperial stout. Our fifth anniversary beer is a dark and decadent imperial stout fermented with raspberries and finished on cocoa nibs and a touch of vanilla. My beer will be two months old as of midnight, bottled on January 5th. Uh, it tells a drink fresh or seller up to one year. Once again, we got a motor oil beer here. This is dark. And the, the raspberries hit me as soon as I opened up the bottle. And this thing smells and tastes like a chocolate-covered... It tastes like a chocolate-covered raspberry. You get a little bit of the, the roast from the malt on the finish. But, I mean, this is... This could have been a good beer for the Valentine's Day episode. It's... It sounds delicious. And that's a, a brewery that I've had nothing but good things from. It's a big beer, too. It's 10%. So... I should be feeling no pain here by the end of this bottle. But yeah, it's it's low carbonation. Really, I mean, it's a stout. It's not supposed to be really carbonated. It's got the creamy mouthfeel. I'll be buying this beer again. Well, bring us back some. <laughs> not going to happen with this bottle. I'll tell you that one. <laughs> As a matter of fact, if you find anything in Westbrook, just grab it. Really? Great brewery, great brewery, great quality. I never heard of them. I was just They do the Mexican cake, right? Yep. Oh, man, that was so good. Now, this was next to something from Founders. It was 2015. It was 
It, it was one of the few founders things I've ever seen in the big bomber bottle. It was it was some kind of founders. Hey, Oh, no, it had some kind of crazy name, but it was Monk, Mango Magnifico. No, but I didn't pick it up because we were gonna, you were gonna try to get a, a Mango Magnifico. But yeah, yeah, was, I was gonna try to get it, and I never got to go out to stores to get it today. So it just—it's at Costco, today. guys. Well, grab me a cup, please. <laughs> All right, I think I'm going there tomorrow. Unfortunately, I'll take two. <laughs> mango Magnifico would have been a good beer for tonight because it's mango and it's got hot peppers in it. Ooh. And it's, uh, I've got one here I have after is going to disqualify me from drinking that whole bomber because I'm just here by myself. (laughs) (laughs) So, and that beer's got a bit of an ABV to it, so. Well, I like mango habanero hot sauce, so that sounds like it will be delicious. So we got one more beer, JR? All right, we're going to move on from Chris's beer. I think this is our grand finale of the night. I'm glad it's... Been dying to have this all night. I had one last night. This is a Rochester Mills oh. blueberry pancake flavored milkshake stout. And man, is this good. And it tastes just like blueberry pancakes with maple syrup. I, I am a fan of the regular milkshake stout, but blueberry oh, pancakes. This, this is the bomb here. And those I guys just are just it. right up the street from me. That's not far. I just poured a sizable portion of this. It's got a very healthy one finger head. It oh. pours dark. It's stout, but it's can't see through it. It's opaque. Now, are these guys Michigan only? Because uh, I'm not sure if they distribute outside the state. Because well, probably Michigan only, but I'm not 100 percent on that. Because you could pick up the milkshake stout at Kroger, and then, well, isn't Kroger yep. based in like Cincinnati? Yeah, they have. Kroger also uh, bring in local beers, the same way Meyer does. They'll bring in. We'll have a buyer that will authorize local beers uh, as authorized items. Oh, okay. Rochester Mills says they distribute in Florida, all over the place. Well, I can tell you that on the nose, the first thing I smell is maple. Uh, Nice, healthy head. This just came out. It's very fresh. Uh, The first thing I smell on the aroma is maple, blueberry in the nose, too. And then you taste it and you get. The whole blueberry pancake with maple syrup experience just explodes in your mouth. And I th- I'd like to also say that you need to expose this to all areas of your mouth to the full flavor. Take a nice healthy sip and swish it around your mouth and you can taste breakfast in a bottle. Or should I say breakfast in a can because it comes in a 16-ounce can. Definitely smells like uh, pancakes right off the griddle. I also get kind of a buttered popcorn aroma. Well, I, I don't really get that uh, that. Because buttered popcorn is diacetyl, so that would not be a good thing if that's what you're tasting. But I'm not tasting it. I'm saying I just get that on the aroma. Um, stout ale brewed with lactose and cocoa nibs, natural and artificial flavors. Um, and it's a really cool picture on the back of the can. It says beer. It's not just for breakfast anymore. It's got a big old stack of like uh, six blueberry, six pancakes, a whole bunch of blueberries, some butter, and some... Maple syrup. So, I guess if you uh, can smell the butter, that's there's even butter in this. But that's probably what it is. Yeah, this may not get a 99 in your uh, beer snob uh, ratings, but for what it's supposed to be, I, I absolutely thoroughly enjoy it. It tastes exactly like blueberry pancake breakfast. Get a 99 for a beer I can drink for bacon. breakfast. <laughs> that's all we're missing is some bacon. Well, that would be a uh, hipster brunch. <laughs> well, Pete, what's your impression? Because you never had this before, have you? Haven't had it, no. I, I definitely get the uh, pancakes off the griddle with some butter on my on the aroma. 
Swirl it around your mouth. Kind of nice sweetness. Yeah, it's, it's for really me. I think actually even tastes like the pancake flavor to it, like a pancake batter flavor. That's right. You know, it's not just the blueberries and maple. It's got every element of a blueberry pancake. Pickle syrup. No, I just had buttermilk pancakes at Cracker Barrel for dinner the other night. So ah, oh. Brenner, <laughs> breakfast or dinner? Yes. I so I don't. I wish you guys were were able to critique it with us. Because again, I, I don't think you're going to go on Beer Advocate and find a 99 rating on this. For what it is, it's kind of a gimmicky beer, and uh, everybody I know that a uh, local pub here, the Oak Cafe, tapped it, and everybody said it was really nice on tap. So it's kind of a change of pace, something different. And hey, it's a beer I really enjoy. It's not quite jet black. Looking up into the light, you got a little bit of slightly opaque, like a dark brown, reddish dark brown, but almost black. I just wonder how they get that infusion of flavors in there. I mean, uh, certainly I can understand the chocolate flavor and the malt maltiness and sweetness from the stout, but the pancake and the blueberry. I don't know if they if they actually throw that right in there or they do some sort of puree. Well, it says can uh, natural and artificial flavors, so I'm sure they. Who knows how they get the maple in there? But it's very prominent. I can definitely taste the maple. Yeah, l- lactose, cocoa nibs, natural artificial flavors. So lactose makes sense. It's a little sweet. Again, I, I, I really like it. I was excited to save this for last because I knew I was, we were going to end on a good note. Well, it sounds like uh, between all of us, we've had a good cross-section of quality fruit beers. When you think fruit beers, for me, the first thing I think of is those new Glarus gems. There's one that we didn't get to taste tonight. The uh, Serendipity. I think that has four fruits in it, right, Doug? Yes. Yeah. So that's the other one. That's in, uh, it's uh, predominantly apple. With cranberry, too, I think it's got in there. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's another and, one. Uh, like that cherry. one I've had a, had a couple times. And as far as acidity for New Glarus Spears, I think that one takes takes the cream of the crop i mean that that stuff is really acidic so if you got some stomach issues i would go very easy on that on that particular beer well they're all wonderful and uh sure the westbrook one was good that's a great brewery you, uh, yeah i'm sorry you didn't even get to try that one made a, you know, made a, a good choice there chris i think uh for myself personally i steer myself towards certain beers to review because a lot of fruit beers don't agree with me. I think a lot of fruit beers, to me, taste like cough syrup. So it is a good, really good fruit beer, in my opinion, that I can take and say, oh, no, there's no cough syrup in this at all. This is just, I'm getting the fruit. I'm getting what they're trying to get to, what the brewers are trying to get at when I drink this beer. All right. Yeah, we've had a few beers that have been kind of cough syrupy. Dragon's Milk Raspberry. That's the one. Oh, yeah, that one. <laughs> that was Robitussin in the bottle. Who? <laughs> really? Uh, Good to know. I mean, I, I still, to this day, I mean, I did it when I was a kid. Always winced when I had to take a thing of cough syrup. I still do that now. I mean, it's, and why would I want to purposely go out and buy something and drink it? That reminds me of something so horrible. <laughs> Can't argue with you there, brother. I am a fan of Dragon's Milk, and a good good feedback about the raspberry. Oh, I am too, but they had a they had a raspberry. Steer clear of it. And actually, they came out uh, a different raspberry this year that I I think is a little better. But so many people were turned off by the first raspberry that they released. And I, a lot of people didn't even taste the second one. They just bypassed it. So, all right, I think we're we're through our lineup for tonight, guys. I guess it's about that time to pick our beers of the week, brewery of the week. Dugout, you kick things off tonight. Thanks for uh, bringing some Wisconsin treasures back. Well, sure, and uh, you know your, what? Your I'm going to kick this off with the brewery of the week because obviously we had it set up before we went into it, right? 
I mean, I'm going to say my brewery of the week is New Glarus. I'm going to agree with that. Uncle Pete chiming in for the New Glarus. I agree with that. Yeah, it's a, it's a slam dunk. When you think fruit beers, that's the first thing that comes to mind. So I'll go with New Glarus. I don't, Chris, uh, I don't know if you're in a position. Have hey, you I have to, I'm going to have to recuse myself from this conversation because, you know, I've, I've got the one beer here. i got the Westbrook. But I can say you gentlemen have uh, definitely the, the descriptions. You've got me interested in New Glarus. Can I do a half a vote for New Glarus? Just to, yeah, why not? I'm compelled. I'm intrigued. Yeah, so uh, well, that's a, ha- that's a slam dunk. That's a no-brainer. So our brewery of the week is New Glarus. New Glarus. On Wisconsin. So when it comes to beer of the week, though, I'm going to go away from anything that I had here tonight, and I'm going over to what you guys had, and I'm going to say my beer of the week is the New Glarus Cherry. I think to me, that's the epitome of what a cherry beer should be, with a few exceptions. You know, there's Cherry Ode Brune from Kuhn and a few different Belgians that are done with cherries. I mean, those things are always great beers to search out. But as far as tonight goes, absolutely New Glarus Cherry. I'm on the same wavelength with you, Dugout. Uncle Pete chiming in on the New Glarus Cherry. I think it's my vote. Chris? You know what? You really? I guess you're in the same boat about uh, half a boat or... Yeah, same thing. I'm compelled and intrigued. I'm going to vote for that blueberry pancake stout because (laughs) it just sounds like I have a date with that beer on a Sunday morning at a breakfast. And it's in a great looking can. I mean, the label in the can is awesome. Well, and we're all in a position where we could just kind of drive up there and, and just go have one. And you should. Uh, I really want to. I really want to vote for it. But uh, honestly, if I was told I could have a free case of either this or the New Glarus Cherry, I would have to go with the Cherry. It's. Uh, it's. A, it takes fruit beer to another level. If it weren't for the New Glarus beers, I love this blueberry pancake. So I hate to vote against it. But again, there's no way I could take that over the, the Wisconsin Belgian Red. So our beer of the week will be the Wisconsin Belgian Red from New Glarus. Clean sweep for New Glarus, as it should be. It's a shame uh, for a lot of people that can't get these beers because they're only available in the state of Wisconsin. But for those of us who do have access, thank you, Dugout, for being able to mule us some. And uh, closing remarks, anybody? Well, this seems like a silly question, but this probably can't go on the internet and order yourself some New Glarus, correct? Well, but you could just email me or I could just bring you some. Well, I mean, yeah, there's yeah. that there's that way of using the internet, but you know, let's talk about going to newglarus.com or you know if that exists. And yeah, you know, no, we, I don't think that uh, we haven't really talked uh, on the show very much about trading beer. I think we mentioned a few times, but yeah, first um, few episodes, you could go, you could, you could find a trade partner. These beers are available for traders. So it wouldn't be great to live in Wisconsin. You could just go down the street and buy these all day long and trade them all over the country for great, great beers because they're so revered. Hey, you find somebody in Wisconsin, they send, you send them some shorts, they send you some new Glarus. Well, Everybody's that happy. Well, that before uh, last week. Ah. Shorts has now opened up the borders. Oh, really? Yes. Yes, I saw some in Chicago this morning. I did not see any in Wisconsin, so I don't know if they're going to make it that far, but oh. they are definitely in Chicago. Oh, I heard uh, Pennsylvania wonderful. had a shipment going out yesterday. Uh, I think Ohio's getting some. It's like two and, um, and, uh, they Shorts, statement. Shorts makes a they, fruot beer called Soft Parade. How Originally is that? Was, we missed that, guys. I how forgot is to that beer? That I see it a lot. It's good. The description. It's phenomenal. It, it's really good. It's yeah. actually a shame that we didn't have it for this, but I think, I think I we have been it, off to have a Shorts episode, so we'll <laughs> have a Shorts episode. I forgot it. I was supposed to pick it up, and I forgot. What is it? It's a, what is it what's the description? It's a high-gravity ale with raspberries and blueberries? 
Yeah, strawberries, raspberries, and blackberries. Oh, yeah. it's tasty. And blueberries. Yep. It's really good. And like I said, we've been we've been putting off and putting off and putting off doing an entire episode on shorts. So I think the next time we record a session, we'll uh, we'll be sure Soft Parade is part of that because that's one of their staples. Thank you, Dugout, for continuing the pipeline for us from Wisconsin, and thanks, Chris, for joining us and bringing us that Westbrook beer. Next time you come back from Queens, please grab us a few bottles. Is that not available in Michigan? No, Westbrook, no. no. Oh, Westbrook is not. And if you ever see Westbrook Mexican cake, oh. buy all they have and bring it to us. And we will. We'll pay you for it. Pay you immediately <laughs> on the spot. <laughs> What what what's in that? Oh, it's uh, cinnamon and chocolate and what else, Jr. Peppers and peppers. Oh, it's, it's like a Robert de Habanero sort of Mexican cake. Yeah, it's Mexican cake. Interesting. Spicy. Yeah, there's vanilla in it. It's it's world class, and I actually got a bottle recently from a beer forward, uh, kind of similar to trading, where you uh, exchange boxes with other people, and somebody was kind enough to send me one, and I shared it with the the other beer nuts. Chris, unfortunately, you weren't present when we did. That, but that was at the uh, not Christmas party that we have every every January. We wait till Christmas is about a month over, and then we have our our party, the not Christmas party. So that's about it for this edition of Beer Nuts. Uh, thanks for joining us, uh, Chris. You want to do the obligatory tweet us here and Facebook us here, and thanks to everyone who is following us on Twitter at Beer Nuts Podcast. The account just grows every week. It's crazy. And also, too, at Beer Nuts Podcast on Instagram. We got a Facebook page. Thanks to everybody. I mean, craft beer is obviously permeating the culture. And, you know, that's a good thing. JR, you've been preaching it from day one. It's all about better beer. And thanks to everybody who's listening. We've been getting a lot of feedback. And uh, thanks. And go to michiganbeerguy.com and click on win this glass. We'd love to give out a glass in a few weeks. So tweet us out. And really all you need to know is three letters to win that glass. And those three letters are, as they say in old Mexico City, Hey, hey, If you enjoy this show and want more people to know about it, head on over to iTunes, leave a comment, and rate it five stars. Make sure you like and share us on Facebook, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Just search for Christopher Media. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Most importantly, we would like to take the time to extend an extra special thanks to you. Christopher Media could not exist without your support. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net, and thank you for listening Christopher Media let's make some noise thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net